I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> like 50% opacity. So you can just slightly see Sean Connery's wrinkles underneath his eyes. Welcome to Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. Whoa, yeah. Here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. So this past week we've been doing a seven-day story challenge. Uh, The challenge was to make a short film in seven days um we did it so we we brought it out uh it was it was quite painful <laughs> to make um we were doing it on the, the seat of a pants skin of skin of a teeth sort of thing uh or should i say the skin of my pants i don't know it was very hard i was up up late a lot and i was up early a lot to try and get it all in um but yeah we did it it's out and it's also it was hard to do it was like birthing a child that comes out and you're like you're really happy with it but at the same time you're well aware that that it's quite painful to get it out the film we made uh is called Keith it's about six minutes six and a half minutes long and it's it's all told through a computer screen so um there's like images of Skype and Facebook messaging and stuff going on and it's sort of like a almost like a doppelganger story but it's sort of a play on tech support. So I don't know if you've ever had uh, someone remotely log into your machine and you see the cursor moving around and, and they could, they can click on your documents and, and they're trying to fix it and everything. It's quite, um, it's quite invading. Um, it's quite like invading your personal space. You're letting them into your life. And I thought that was a really weird sort of feeling. Um, so it's, it's sort of a play off on that. But what if, it went further than just trying to fix your computer. What if they started to fix your life as well? I'm actually really, really proud of it. So I put it on, um, I put it on Reddit, and I put the question out there. I said, "Look, this was made with no money, uh, no camera, uh, nothing. What do you think to the film? And if do you think it would work as a feature? Because I thought feature films cost a lot of money. That like the minimum." The minimum is about 10 grand that you need to make a feature film. But this short film cost me nothing. So I could make the cheapest the cheapest feature film ever. So I put this, I put this question out to the guys on there. Um, and he got some pretty interesting responses. Some, some positive responses, some meh responses, and some negative. But I mean, let me, let me read you some. I've got here, one here from uh, Rolling Pictures Media. It says... I don't think I could sit for a feature length, but as a short, it's not terrible, which is uh, exactly what I was aiming for. I, <laughs> I was aiming for a film that wasn't terrible. Um, C-M-A-T-U-T-E, so C-M-A-T-U-T, 
see my seats. Um, this is so damn good. Excellent, star- excellent storytelling, motherfucker. But he's put a comma between storytelling and motherfucker. So it says, this is so damn good. Excellent storytelling, motherfucker. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a sort of pang of insult in there as well. Um, Gavin talks a stranger. He said, um, when there's a story, there's a way, regardless of budget. Great job, Luke. Good use of sound design and effects um, to up the production value. Um, it's true. When you've got a story and you've, and you've got no money, you'll find a way to uh, to make it happen. Not from not from here, 23 says, this could have been on one of those shows, Dark Knight or Black Mirror. Yes, it could. I thought it was great, but I want closure. Who or what is Keith? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go into detail. Let's find out if I ever do make a feature length with it. Um, Random Stranger 79 says, I don't think it has the legs to be a feature, but made for uh, fun shorts. Um, Nailgun, Nailgun, yeah, said, sure, it could be a feature film. Needs a better narrator, though. Yeah, sorry about that. That's my zero budget vocal cords for you. Um, uh, my favorite, my favorite quote or my favorite comment was Pate 604. 604, and he says, quick, someone give this man money and a camera. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, Give me some money, uh, give me a camera. I'll, I'll go make some stuff. It's interesting because when you put a lot of effort into making something and then you put it out there for people to look at and, and read or whatever, you also give them the opportunity to judge you and judge what you've been doing and uh, judge your opinion. And, and it's quite scary, you know, because you're putting yourself up for potential hum- humiliation. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, I, I find it quite interesting, quite invigorating. Um, I wanted to catch up with Dom, uh, my friend Dom, who who made, with his partner, they made Miso Cat, which is the second seven-day story challenge. I wanted to catch up with him and ask how he felt the overall response was to their to their challenge and, you know, what what it means for, the, for their future projects. Uh, it's been it's been good, like overwhelming um, amount of downloads, really, way more than we expected. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, which is really really good. Um, I think we've been looking into uh, getting it printed up um, and thinking maybe even getting it done when Fongy's back home because it'll be a bit more reasonably priced, like printing. A large number of them. Oh yeah, uh, but like we got one printed up because I wanted to give it to my mum for her birthday, and it was actually quite expensive just to get one printed up. You know, because obviously the more you do, the better the price would be. But yeah, even so, I don't think it'd be really realistic. We also looked at um, there's a print place in. Um, London called Flying Eye Books, like a publisher's. Okay. There's small. Um, when did you hear my stomach? Then? I thought that, like I small... that was your mouth. Like, <laughs> no, that's crazy. My stomach made a loud noise. <laughs> um, it's like in uh, just children's books, but they're really, really nice um, print and hardcover books. So we were looking at that, but you know, I think. Um, what was the. Um, let me just have a look, because there's a company. Um... Uh, that does print on demand stuff. Uh, it's like Lightning or something like that. Um, I'll have to have a look into it. 
It's called like Thunder or something. But the the cool thing about those guys is it puts you on the marketplace for I think it's be lightning tree, lightning source. No, yeah, lightning source. Um, it puts you on the market for bookstores, so like Waterstones and um, you know, those sort of people. Um, W. Smith. If you do want to get into bookstores, I don't know if that's something you wanted to do or not. But um, I don't know. It might be worth looking into. Yeah, definitely. Lightning source, did you say? Yeah, lightning source. Yeah, um, and they do like hardbacks and and paperbacks, everything. And you get to choose like the the, the finish, so like a matte finish or a gloss, and that sort of thing. Yeah. How would you do it? Would we use them. Yeah, we used the matte paper on this one that we we got printed up, and um, it just looks so nice. The 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 um the images look great with the little bit of texture to them. Uh, let's see it. I guess, yeah. could you steal it from your mum? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get more printed up anyway at some okay. point. So. Can we, she uh, can keep hers then, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't wrestle it from her head. Yeah, yeah. How did it feel to like have something that you made be seen by that many people? It, it felt nerve-wracking when the first couple of downloads came down because all you were thinking about is, oh no, maybe there's something we've missed or like uh, maybe it's just... You know, when you've been working on something for seven days, you kind of get a little bit tunnel vision on it, and you might find out that actually people—I I don't know—actually there, there is that fear. So, that... Yeah, actually, you said something really <laughs> stupid, or like, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, you have no idea how it's going to be perceived, and the longer you work on something, I guess the less—I the, don't—the more separated you are from what it actually is. Yeah, and and you, when you see, you know, a part of your work day after day, you just it become you know you get so used to it that you would have to have someone say look this is a this isn't working or whatever before you realized it whereas normally you'd be like of course it's so obvious that that could be better this way or whatever yeah you sort of need to come to it with fresh eyes i think that's one of the good things like if you if you're not doing a seven day challenge you can finish it essentially and then come back to it a month later and have a look but then the problem is if you do that i've done that in the past and then i've just not published or i've just like not finish the book or whatever yeah and i'm not sure i would have the restraint to ever like i'd I'd maybe just keep tweaking it and by the time i'd done a tweak it wouldn't be the same thing like in some ways that that really arbitrary cutoff is is a good thing you know they um they say you can overpaint a painting or whatever and you should just stop at some point yeah you can overcook a a steak overcook a painting you can overcook a painting for sure you can uh (laughs) Over overpaint a steak as well. I am yeah. um, <laughs> um, halfway through this week when I was just doing this last challenge. I um, when I looked at all the work I had ahead of me, I was seriously thinking of like saying uh, I can't do it. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to get an extension yeah. or something. But then having that having that deadline, I just sort of pushed through and, and just did it anyway. But um, how did how did it feel coming to a new challenge after having your break for you know a week? I thought it was going to be a lot easier because I think the fact that I'd done it once I, with the, with a book, I thought, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Like, this isn't my first rodeo. I'm going to come mm. to this. I'm going to nail it. And I took, like, the two full days I have to do anything with the weekend. And I didn't do that much on the weekends. I sort of laid about <laughs> a bit. And then when it came to, um, like, when I realized I've only got evenings now and I've started to actually get down to the nitty gritty stuff, I realized how much work I had to do and, like... I don't know. It, the past week has been so hectic, <laughs> like unbelievably hectic. 
How did you feel after after you published? Like you know, um, for me, like this morning, like yeah. it was like a breath of fresh air. Like <laughs> it was really crazy. How did it feel for you? I think the day, the day afterwards, because even once we'd finished the book, we still had a few things like you know, the little bit of promoting that we did, and just making sure that the, the page, the Gumtree page, was um, Gumtree. No, I mean, I no, mean, Gum Road, Gum yeah, Road, yeah, yeah. Uh, was was all set up. But the day afterwards, we it felt we felt a bit lost. I think both of us because we'd been each day kind of going through the routine of getting up, setting up the stream, uh, doing like a little um, overview of the day, and getting to work. And then yeah. after that, we kind of were just like, oh, what what do we do now? But it, it did feel nice to know that it was finished. Yeah, did it feel like? Um... Do you miss doing the challenge now? Do you know so how long has it been? A, it's been bit. a couple of weeks now. So yeah, it's two weeks uh, or yeah, a week be- and a bit. Because your life becomes quite binary. Like like it's yeah. either one like I need to do this to to do that or zero yeah. like this isn't helping me do this. I don't know. We've been we've been really busy since we finished it. So actually, I think if we'd had time to stop, maybe we would really have missed it. But um, actually, it fit snugly in in what we were doing we just had that one week that was was very free and it was good that we that we did it then yeah um but yeah i I think we both realized um a couple of days after that we wanted to do it again at some point oh cool would you do on the podcast or yeah yeah definitely i mean we 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 want to do stuff um outside and actually i think we both said that having having quite a, a rigid structure would be helpful in whatever we do if we're working um you know, outside of, of the seven day challenge. Would it be a sequel to the, to Miso Cat? Um, I think we'd like to do more with Miso Cat. Maybe, maybe actually expa- expand upon the book that we made this time. But, um, if we were to do something on the, the podcast again, maybe it would be something completely different. It's cool. It, it always feels quite fresh to start something like brand new. Um, yeah. It's like I had a few a few ideas of what I was gonna do before I started this challenge, but then it was like the very last minute I just sort of threw myself into this one. Um, but it always it seems to come together. I don't know. There's that quote, isn't it? Like the work will get done in the time available. Like yeah. you will just figure it out. Like as long as you have that, you know that your time is limited. You you will get get it done. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird. There's this. There's a real um, like need to focus all of your energy. I think because you know when the, where the end will be. If there's no set end, you can't ever invest all of your energy into something because you've got to last for a, you know a variable amount of time. But if you've got seven days, you could you be like, okay, I can work at my optimum for seven days and I'll be done and, and I can stop after that. Um, but if you're not sure if it's going to take two weeks or whatever, then you kind of just you either laze around or, you know, yeah. don't put your full into it. Yeah, like um, they they say, like pain is temporary. When when you're on a film set, they always say uh, pain is temporary, but um, what, something like whatever you catch on film is forever, or something like that. So that you you can sort of rest afterwards. I felt quite delirious this afternoon. Like I think I've not been sleeping well this past week. I'm getting up super early and going to bed super late, um, and I felt quite delirious afterwards. I think. I don't know. It was weird that like I didn't realize how focused I'd been on that one goal this past week until I'd stopped. 
Like when I did the first book, like the first challenge, I felt like I'd been putting my social life and um, not be talking to Kat as much as I should have been. But then this time it was even more focused, and I felt like I'd not even put my health like like I'd not been I've not been like eating properly or, or I've just been drinking coffee all night and stuff and not drinking water, and it's like maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, did did you feel like your state of mind was kind of went into the work? Did it affect the yeah finished piece? I th- I think because it was a film as well. Like, it's quite all-encompassing in terms mm. of your senses. I mean, apart from smell and taste, I guess. Well, <laughs> but, <it> like, <laughs> but, like, I was just watching, like, you know, the same clips over and over again, listening to the same clips, and it became quite like a, um, I don't know, hypnotizing, I guess. Mm. And I, I don't know, I just didn't know what didn't know what I was doing, which is probably why the film came out the way it did. It <laughs> did, like, quite subliminal, quite. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not good if your health is is uh affected but i think the outcome was is incredible um like i i think i said to you when you first said i might make a film with like a screen recording i i I instantly thought of like loads and loads of things that you could do with that and like that idea was was great but none of those things will were keith like (laughs) (laughs) that's cool that means there could be a a different film yeah Uh, but i think uh that was great. That, they, they, that's what I would want from what you described. It was but weird. it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. It was weird because um, because it was so fast, just trying to get, get it out like in such a short space of time. I felt like I, could, I wasn't really self-editing the story. And I was always thinking, mm-hmm. constantly in the back of my mind, this might not make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I might be... Like, you might get to the end, as we were saying before, and... I just realized I just spent a week making something like like crap, like just complete crap. But at the same time, not having that self-editing part of it, part of the process, means that it, what came out is like completely me, completely my yeah. sense of humor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Does it sort of become like autonomous storytelling at some point where it's just kind of like flow, flowing out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was like, it's like a snowball, like... It just sort of kicked some snow at the top of a hill and then tripped up and fell with the snowball. Yeah. <laughs> All the way it's down. It's building up around you. <laughs> yeah. And you're only drinking coffee. But weird, um, but weirdly, this is the um, this is the best received something I've done has been. And I think it's because it didn't have that editing and it was purely, I don't know, it's, it was like my subconscious was doing the work. And my, my honestly, the, the amount of clicking, like... <laughs> And I was using a trackpad. I didn't have a mouse. I should get a trackpad next time because I mean, should get a mouse next time because <laughs> it's gonna be better than like my my fingers were sore from like rubbing it, rubbing the trackpad. <laughs> when we were streaming during uh, our seven day challenge, uh, a guy came on the stream and he commented saying, "Phil's are shopping with a trackpad," huh. and then <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, it's all right. Um, I don't mind actually. I use a trackpad at home." And he was just like. Seems like it'd probably be difficult, and then just left. <laughs> so, oh, right. it's, it's the internet's weird. Like, I, I don't. People don't feel the need to even make sense, or I don't know. Like, do, do you feel like that? That maybe Keith is the most internet-appropriate thing that you've made, and maybe that's why it is received. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, 
I think, like, I was talking to my friend Skip, Matt Butcher, who's like a, a writer who lives in Sheffield. He he doesn't have the internet. And, like, to me, that... Like, I was asking, like, what he did, like, in his day-to-day -day life. And he was talking about, like, well, I don't know, I go to work, I read some comic books, like, physical comic books and stuff. And, like, I was like, but what do you do for TV? Uh, we, uh, we just try and watch Channel 4 and stuff. And to me, this is completely insane. Like, I, I go to work, like, eight Eight hours is, is pure computer stuff, and then I come home. I, my entertainment is on the computer, Reddit, Reddit, and Netflix. Like I make stuff yeah. on the computer, like on the internet, and I don't know. That that's I think I am Keith. Like I am just a a, a being, like on the internet. And my physical body is just like <laughs> a, one day I'll leave this physical body and just be like this internet presence. I actually had something I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um. I forgot what it was. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking earlier when I was trying to log into the thing, something came to uh, came to mind. I don't know. Keep going, Phil. Phil for me. That's okay. I can I can cut. I can edit. Oh yeah. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to ask where the uh, do you know the pixelated face just before the credits? Is that David Cameron's face? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I recognise the forehead. <laughs> so. That's the end of this episode. Um, so what's next? Well, well, I have some pretty amazing stuff lined up for the podcast. Uh, I don't want to ruin the surprise just yet, but expect a few new episodes dropping this week. And also, also, I had someone reach out who wants to take part in the seven-day story challenge. So we'll be following him on his challenge, which will also start later this week. Um, but for now, go to lukecondor.com. There's a little section there now just for the seven-day stories, so you can find all the older ones and the new ones and, and everything um also check out keith i really want you to, to go watch it and i really want to know what you think okay all right i'll speak to you soon Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.